Welcome back to Onto the Ball. I'm Scott and I'm joined as always by my co-host Travis. And for this Arsenal, we've got our resident Arsenal fan, Rob Malunga, joining us. How are you doing, Rob? You okay? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, Travis, I know you're not okay. We've been on the text all day about Man United, but just for the next 20 minutes or so, this is going to be about Arsenal. Okay, so this will be... You've been texting me, I've been hearing you. (laughs) 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 It's going to be a longer one than 20 minutes when we get onto the Arsenal one. Uh, Rob, out of the League Cup, the Haribo Cup, the Carabao Cup, the Milk Cup, whatever we're calling it these days, um, is that a blessing in disguise, do you think, if you're chasing bigger honours or you're being gutted to be out of it? Before the game, obviously any game of football you don't want to lose, but we've lost uh, two games this season. I, I, the over, there's been a bit of an overreaction, I feel, from our fan base because it's a bit a bit of uh, hypocrisy in, in terms of what the Arsenal fans want. So if you look at the two games we've lost this season. We've lost um, to Lons in the Champions League and we've lost to West Ham in the League Cup. Now, over the course of a season, you're going to lose games of football. And if you could pick the games you were going to lose, they're probably the two games I would have picked picked to have lost in terms of we lost to Lons in the Champions League, but we're still top of our group. And the Carabao Cup is probably the least of our priorities, but don't get me wrong, going into any game of football, you want to win the game. Um, We actually played really well in the first half. Uh, They didn't actually have a shot on target in the first half. We dominated the game. We had a lot of the ball. They went up the other end, bit bit of a break, got a corner and they scored from it. So I'm a gutted to be out of the Carabao Cup. Uh, I'm gutted whenever Arsenal lose a game of football, but when I woke up this morning, I, I tried to look at the positives rather than ne- the negatives of being out of the Carabao Cup, really. Well, we all know what happened last season when Tets tried to go strong in the Europa League. So, uh, realistically, it is the quadruple on. Um, and Travis, would Arteta be mad to try and aim for a quadruple? His, the squad's not there yet, is it, do you think? No, I mean, the thing is, I think what it boils down to when when you when you're a club like Arsenal and you are in a position where you can compete for the league, you definitely have to prioritize. Unless you've got the depth like Man City, where whatever team you put out is capable of winning pretty much any football match home and away. Whereas I think Arsenal are probably just slightly underneath that, so they definitely have to make changes and and they have to keep everybody fresh everybody engaged, not just fresh from a physical point of view, from an emotional, mental point of view, it's important that you're giving players minutes as well and keeping them involved in the squad. So there was absolutely no problems with the team that Arsenal put out. I know you just pulled it up there. The team that Arsenal put out is still full of international, still full of quality players. Nelson's just got a new contract as well. He's actually done well the back end of last season. There was no reason on, on their day that Arsenal couldn't have gone to the, um, the London Stadium and got got the victory in the cup match. But like you said, West Ham went strong. They've been playing pretty much the same team all season. It was always going to be a little an uphill battle. But yeah, I think in terms of team selection, I think Arteta definitely put the right team. He was right to rotate. And, and the ultimate test is what's going to appease the fans. So if Arsenal go into the season, get to the end of the season, go into a title race and they're left with um, a, a Carabao Cup, it's not going to appease the fans with the position that the squad's in. So going out of the Carabao Cup, I'm not saying it's a blessing in disguise, but they've definitely got bigger fish to fry for me. 
hundred yeah. percent. Um, sorry, Rob, what were you going to say? A, yeah, just a quick one. So before the game, uh, everyone was looking towards a Newcastle game. A lot of the Arsenal fans, and they were saying, "Look, I don't want to see Declan Rice play against West Ham. I want to see Saka get a rest." And when it happens and we lose the game, people then go, "Well, why didn't you go with a stronger team?" <laughs> so that's that's why I just that's where I, I struggle with it a little bit in terms of look. Everyone called for changes. We made the changes. And and unfortunately, when we make changes to our team, it's never going to be as good as our as our best 11 or best 13 players. So I think as, as Arsenal fans, we have to accept that. When you look at some of the players that played last night, you look at you look at Havertz, it's not ticked yet. You know, he, he's not he's not a he's not a guaranteed starter in the lineup. Zinchenko's been struggling. I, I, I'd like to in a bit, I'd like to just make a little comment on Zinchenko and his performance last night. And and there's other players like Nelson. He, he had a good game last night, but he's not one of the, the first 13 or 14 players that's going to be selected by Arsenal in Premier League games. So when changes are made as fans, we've got to accept that yes, the performances might drop off and and the League Cup is is a perfect time to give these players a chance. Because if they don't play in this game, when are they going to play in the season? Hmm. Absolutely. Um, Penny, for Ramsdale's thoughts, Rob, he's obviously just getting these kind of, not nothing games, but these League Cup. Um, obviously, it's at the bottom of the priority. He's shipping goals. What do you think he's thinking right now? Uh, I felt like last night was a bit sad, really, and I don't want to be over too dramatic, but I felt like it was the it was almost the beginning of the end of his Arsenal career in terms of he looked totally disconnected from what the manager wanted to what he was doing. So and straight away, the first thing he does is he, he hits the ball up the field like straight away. And I'm thinking, surely that's not what Arteta wants. We're not playing with Havertz as a nine. We're playing with Nketiah as a nine. So why are you whacking it up front? And, and there was just little moments in the game, even the goal, the goals he conceded, he didn't seem... Usually he seems really upset with the goals he concedes. He just seemed as if it was, yeah, I've conceded these goals, unfortunately. And I believe this was kind of the end of his, beginning of the end of his Arsenal career last night. Wow. And what a fall it's been, obviously, coming so close to the league um, last season. Is he still in the England squad as well? He is, isn't he? Yeah, he's still in the England squad. He's number two, really, isn't he? I think he's just ahead of Nick Pope at the moment. So it's Pickford, Ramsdale and Pope. Yeah. Like over the summer, he cannot have seen this coming, could he, Trav? To think, yeah. obviously, his career is at a bit of a peak. He's got the the big move to Arsenal from Sheffield United, was it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And uh, he's flying, going through the summer, thinking this is where I've always wanted to be. And the next minute, he's number two, getting played in the League Cup. You must be thinking, where did it all go wrong? Yeah, I think I think he can count himself a tad unlucky with the situation that he's finding himself in. But when you're competing with Pep Guardiola's Man City, and let, let's be honest, Pep Guardiola, he is a freak. Like he's a manager that's won like five out of the last whatever six leagues. It's ridiculous what he's doing. And they're the fine margins. At the end of the day, if, if you've got an opportunity to make what you feel is an upgrade in a particular position, you're going to do it. And for me, Raya is going to take Arsenal in a direction. Which it, which is a little bit different to Ramsdale in terms of ability. I think he's got that edge on him, and Ramsdale isn't probably going to be one of those keeper, keepers who's happy to accept second fiddle to to another keeper. So, like you said, Rob, I agree with Rob, Rob saying it's probably the beginning of the end for him. He can count himself a little bit unlucky, but yesterday was probably. I mean, I've not really seen any of the goals after the first goal that he conceded, but 
it sounds like there was a little bit of ring rust there, a bit out of practice. And that's what can happen in these cup games. Do you know when you make wholesale changes as well with players that have not have had a lot of minutes? You're going to get players who are just a little bit rusty. The first touch might be a little bit off. They're not as sharp as they want to be. But fans just expect players to just go on a pitch after like not playing four or five months and just to be expected to play like they've been playing week in, week out. And football doesn't work like that. You need match rhythm and you can get caught on the hop in these cup ties. Um, Eddie and Ketia, why was he playing, Rob? I'm considering putting him into my FPL team, but is that an indication he won't play Saturday evening? Uh, it's a tough one because it depends what Arteta wants to do at Newcastle in terms of, does he see Newcastle as a game where they're going to be pressing a lot, so he wants to try and beat the press sometimes and go long to Havertz in the nine? Or does he want to stick with Eddie, who scored a hat-trick last week against Sheffield United in the league? And I, and I think when you score a hat-trick in the league, regardless of the opposition in the Premier League, you've got to... I'm very critical of Eddie, but you've got to hold your your hands up and say, look, he scored a hat-trick. That's, you know, that's impressive regardless of the opposition. So I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure what he's going to do on Saturday in terms of Havertz is probably out of form. And if you look at the Premier League, Eddie's just scored a hat-trick. So it's a difficult one to gauge, but I believe he'll probably go with Eddie as the number nine on Saturday. Nice one. Um, so obviously, yeah, on a Saturday night, Newcastle half five uh, is a neutral. I'm looking forward to that. I don't know about you, Trav. I oh, think it's yeah. going to have goals all over it. Newcastle yeah. are the top goal scorers in the Premier League. Yeah. Arsenal are just quality. They will score. Um, I'm not even sure what way I'm going to go when we get to the score predictions, but all I'm predicting is goals, 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 high scoring. Hmm. Uh, go on, yeah, I think that's... I think when you look at the Premier League and you look at away games... I think Man City, Liverpool and Newcastle, for me, are the toughest three away games at the moment in the Premier League. So it's a massive game. We've not, not Man lost... <laughs> 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 to, be, to be fair, for us, Man U is because we never win at Old Trafford. It doesn't matter how bad you're playing. Oh, you will this so, year. Yeah. Don't worry about that, bro. You will. We're giving points out, bro. <laughs> no, but it, it's it's a tough, tough place to go. And I think we did a pod not long ago and I said that I would take... Um, seven points from the Chelsea, Sheffield United and Newcastle game. Obviously, we've got four points. And coming into this pod, I will now happily take five points because I believe that is a very, very tough place to go. And they're going to be on it. They're going to be on it because they need to plug the gap a little bit towards the top four because I think they're on 16 points. So they're a little bit off it at the moment. So it's a, it's a massive game for Newcastle. And usually when it's a big game at St. James's Park, the crowd turn up, the players turn up, they press, they press you to absolute pieces. So it's going, to be, it's going to be a tough game and I'm interested to see how we deal with it as a team. Um, did anyone impress last night, Rob, that doesn't normally get a start that we could, could be pushing for a starting berth on Saturday evening? He, he won't be pushing for a starting berth because the two centre-halves are Gabriel and Saliba. Uh, yeah, but that's I thought, in, isn't I, it? I thought Kivior had a really, really good game. He started to add a little bit of aggression to his game. His, his quality on the ball, I think we all know that from what we've seen from early glimpses. But I think he was lacking a little bit of aggression in his, in his duels. But... Last night, he was really good. He played well against Sheffield United. He didn't have to do much defensive work against Sheffield United, but he was crisp on the ball. And last night, he had a really good game. I'd say him him and Nelson in the first half were probably our two best players. So he's not pushing for a start, but I think he's definitely starting to become an option in terms of if he does want to rotate the two centre-halves, then Kivior is, uh, is, is an option now. Um, the midfield, he's missed Declan Rice 
uh, last night from what I read in the the highlights that I watched. Yeah, he's we fundamental, miss... isn't he? He's top yeah, top he... draw. He's fundamental, fundamental, and he's more fundamental at the moment because we don't have Thomas Party. So without Thomas Party there alongside him, he's pretty much holding in terms of <clears throat> in terms of stopping transitions and you know winning the ball back. That's his game, and he, he's pretty much in there on his own at the moment. Jorginho is a dictator, gets on the ball, tries to pop it through the lines to to other players. But yeah, we missed Rice massively last night, and I'm starting to think Arsenal might have to. St- to consider, you know, is Zinchenko a left-back anymore? Because he's struggling big time at the moment. Uh, I feel as though he was probably at fault for two of the goals yesterday. Not directly at, at fault, but the first goal. So the ball's been popped over Gabriel's head and Kudos, Kudos has just run off him. Like, he's just literally run off him. And it's kind of put Gabriel in a little bit of a panic. And Gabriel's had to head the ball out for a corner. And from that corner, they've scored. So I think teams are starting to target him. And then the second goal, Kudus' actual goal, uh, it was a similar thing. They've hit a diag ball. And I, I feel as though if Tommy Asu was there, he heads that away. But Zinchenko just gets under it. Kudus takes a nice touch inside and scores. So I think Zinchenko at left back starting to become a little bit of an issue. And I, I believe there's an opportunity to play him in midfield, whether you want to play him next to Rice or if you, even if you want to play him in the eight, I, because at the moment we don't have an eight. It's it's ineffective at the moment. Whoever we're playing there at the moment isn't working. So Tommy Asu will, uh, will definitely start against Newcastle. I'd be very surprised if he doesn't, but I'll be interested to see who he plays in midfield with Rice because Jorginho played last night and, you know, the legs are a little bit old and is it going to be a bit too soon for him to go away to a tough game at Newcastle? So it'd be interesting to see who, play, who puts in midfield with Rice on Saturday. Do you think with the Zinchenko thing then, he's sort of like fell out of love with the position a bit? I, I mean, I think of Liverpool and I think of Trent as a fullback and what sort of happened to him when he was inverting quite a lot and, and sort of enjoying that midfield role and, and how good he is in possession. And I know Zinchenko is very good in possession, of the ball, do you think that sort of role and how that fullback inversion, like inversion, sort of evolving? Do you think he's more suited to like a midfield role? Then is it what? What do you think it is with Zinchenko? Yeah, he, he plays midfield for Ukraine, but certain players enjoy being on the ball. Certain players enjoy defending. Certain players enjoy doing both. And Zinchenko is a player who enjoys being on the ball. When I look at Tommy Asu, he looks to me like a player who enjoys defending. Enjoy. Zinchenko does not enjoy defending and I, and I feel as though we're not using that inverted role as much this season. Right. So Zinchenko's becoming a little less effective in that role as an inverted fullback. So I think now is maybe the time to give him give him a chance in midfield because at the moment we don't really have any midfielders. It's Rice and Jorginho and El Nenny. Party's injured, he's going to be out for another three to four weeks. So we're going to have to start looking. Yeah, and Havertz isn't isn't working in the eight. So we're going to have to start looking at solutions because we're playing every three days. And Jorginho cannot play every three, four days. So he's going to have to start looking and, you know, looking at other options in midfield as to what he can do. Is Odegaard all right, Rob? Yeah, he came on, he he scored and he he played really well. He's been out uh, after the Sheffield United game, Arteta said he's been struggling with a hip injury. Uh, but he came on last night and he looked really, he looked really good. And I, and I think Arsenal fans have forgot how good of a player he is because when he came on, he was ticking and he was getting things. He was getting the ball moving for us. He was finding Saka and Martinelli when they came on because they came on for the last 15, 20 minutes as well. So 
Yeah, it's good. Oh, the, criticism he's, the criticism he's getting is ridiculous. Who Odegaard? Yeah, yeah. I've seen it's some of ridiculous. it online, mate. It's actually ridiculous. I can't. Yeah, believe it's, it. it's ridiculous. And I feel last night you you saw how important Odegaard is linking play for us. So uh, hopefully we'll be ready for Saturday and uh, we'll get the best of him. Just looking at the league table now, uh, I don't know if a six-pointer is apt after 10 games, but if you look there, if Arsenal win that, they'll put them on 27. It will leave Newcastle on 17. But if Newcastle win it, obviously being the home team, they're going to hope that's what happens. They'll be in a in a fantastic position on 20 points, especially after they lost their first three games, didn't they? Is that yeah, right? They lost the first three, Liverpool, Man City... Yeah. Uh, Villa, no, they beat Villa the opening day. They beat, Villa. Yeah. they beat Villa at home on the opening day. But you're on similar form. I mean, if you look at the form, like you said, you've both drawn two and won three out of the last five. It's going to be a great game. And I mean, we just played Newcastle yesterday, and I know it was probably like their second string, third, third choice lineup, but they are really strong in midfield. They're so strong. I mean, Joel Linton played and they rested Bruno Gamirez, who's a fabulous player. And Willock as well, he'll have something to prove. He'll be chomping at the bit X Arsenal as well. So it makes for an intriguing game. I don't know how Arsenal are going to approach it, whether they will just go with a regular try and dominate possession and stuff, or Newcastle try and play on the counter-attack. It's going to be really intriguing because Newcastle are quite intense, like you said, aggressive with the press and stuff. So they'll look to stop you playing really, really quickly. So it could be a game with quite a lot of turnovers and stuff. And I think whoever wins that midfield battle, I think that's going to be key, really. Onto who who can go on to win the game, but we could, you know. To Sorry, be fair, Rob. Newcastle Newcastle have got a lot of injuries as well. So in yeah. terms of looking at their side, we're not going to probably get a better chance to play them. And they've got mm. Dortmund midweek, which is a which is a must win game for them as well in the Champions League. So look, going into it, I don't feel as though we're going to probably get a better chance or time to play them. Not because I think they're a bad side at the moment. Yeah. Just they've got a lot of injuries and they've got a massive game coming up midweek as well themselves. So mm. I'm so glad Liverpool have already played them away. That's all I can say because you can see it on the form table. They build up <laughs> ahead of steam. Um, Trav, is it about time we start putting a bit more respect on Eddie Howe's name? Because he hasn't broke the bank and spent all these uh, Qatar billions or Saudi Arabian billions, whatever they are. Mm. Um, this is the second season that Newcastle looked the real deal. I, defi I definitely think that he's done an absolutely fantastic job and the unity that he's created between the squad is, is, is superb. I do think he's got a ceiling though. Like, it depends what Newcastle's aspirations are. Like, I think he'll get them to a certain point, not in a horrible way. I think they'll always be attractive to watch. They'll always be entertaining. He's a very likeable person. He's very detailed. Like, you see clips of his training sessions and stuff, and, and they are impressive. You can tell the players are enjoying playing under him. I think he's got a lot of respect from the players. In terms of, like, competing for the biggest honours, though, Premier League, Champions League, I think he's probably just going to come short with that on a long-term basis. But, yeah, he definitely deserves the respect for what he's done with the club, where Newcastle were pre-takeover and, and where they were finishing under managers like Allardyce and stuff like that. He's, he's, he's totally revolutionised the feeling around the club. You can see that with the players. They're really enjoying playing under him. So, yeah, he deserves massive respect. But I think there will become a point over the next two to three years with the spending, if it continues the way that it does in the stock, to attract more stars like they are, the expectations will rise. Players like Tonali and stuff come into the club. All it does is it adds to the expectation level of the fans. So as soon as that goes up 
and the beating PSG and little scalps like that, and that continues, then I think we'll see Eddie Howe come under more pressure. Yeah, that PSG game, that was a great result, wasn't it? Definitely yeah. put Newcastle back on the map, being back in the Champions League. Um, Rob, as our Arsenal expert insider for FPL players that are watching, what's your predicted lineup for Saturday evening then? Well, <laughs> give us the inside I, I, I tried, scoop. I, I tried last week and had a bit of a nightmare. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't think Arteta was going to make so many changes, but yeah. Uh, so, Ryan goal. Tommy Asu left back, Gabriel and Saliba, Ben White at right back, and then Rice. He'll be mad if he goes and plays two eights at St. James's Park. He'll be mad. Really? <laughs> he'll be mad. Did Jorginho yeah, play yesterday? Yes, he did, but he yeah. came off. So I think Jorginho will play because he's the only other option. He's the only double other double pivot we got, really. So it'll be Rice, Jorginho, Odegaard in the 10. And then uh, Eddie Saka. I think Saka will play this week, Scott. You Saka. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> Saka and, Mo- Saka and Martinelli. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Saka and Martinelli, yeah. So. Cool. Saka and Martinelli. Uh, yeah. Go on then. Hit us, Rob. What's your score prediction? I, I hate doing score predictions for <laughs> Arsenal because I'll predict I'll predict any other team apart from Arsenal because I'm a pessimistic when it comes to... I, I just feel like we're going to go there and lose. But Just on, on that the, note, didn't I get it right last Saturday? Did I not say 5-0 yeah, Sheffield yeah. United? You did, did say 5-0 no, and I said 2-0, no, even, though, even though I knew it was going to be 5-0. No. So I said 2 just to... <laughs> just, <yeah. laughs> No, but I, Come I'll on, go... get, get your nuts out, Rob, and just go for it. Give me a realistic. <laughs> right, I'm going to sit. On, I'm going to sit on the fence, and I'm going to go. I'm going to go with a one-one draw. Fair play, Travis. <sighs> you know they're going to beat us as well. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think they'll beat you. I don't. They've got. They've got the quality to beat you, but I don't think they will beat you. Like the first goal is massive in this type of game, you know. Because if Arsenal get it, I think you'll just not blow them away, but I think you'll be comfortable. Newcastle chasing the game. Arsenal are the best when teams are chasing them. I'm going to go 2 1 Arsenal. Just, it's going to be horrible, but I think Arsenal just got that little bit of extra quality when it matters. Saka just on it. Um, yeah, and I'm going to go 2 1 Arsenal. Just. Who did who did they rest last night then, Trav? Who didn't play or who played like 15 minutes oh, here like and there? Isak, Bruno Gamera. No, Isak's out injured. Oh, is he out now? Yeah, he's, he's, out. he's injured, yeah. Oh, right. So it was like, yeah, they played like Trippier, Livramento. Bruno Gamera's was the big one that was rested, really. Callum Wilson came off the bench as well. So if Isak's injured, you'd expect him to start. You'd expect Bruno to come back in. They played players like Longstaff and Willock. Um... But yeah, they'll have a few boys that came back. I think they rested up about four or five. So be... mix a bit, a bit like us then, yeah, just a yeah, bit mixed. Yeah. But yeah, I think you'll nick it. I do, I do think you'll nick it. Um, yeah, but it'll be tight. It could go either way, but I think Arsenal two one. Fair enough. Uh, I've said a goal fest, goals galore. I'm going to go three two to Arsenal. Oh, I think Arsenal <laughs> are going to edge it. Three two Arsenal. What? What makes you think that Arsenal are going to edge it? This is what, 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 right. what do you guys, why do you believe think, we'll beat them? The thing is, when teams like this play each other, Newcastle, the state they're in, they're not going to sit back. Do you know what I mean? They're going to take the game to you. They're going to be really aggressive. They're going to be on the front foot. There's no way that crowd is going to let Arsenal sit back 
and dictate the game. So they're gonna go for it. I'm not gonna. I'm not saying they're gonna go gung ho and start leaving two two at the back. But what they're gonna do is they're gonna have a right good go. They are. They are gonna have a go at it. And I think if Arsenal can get the first goal in the game, that will suit Arsenal and they can play not on the break, like just sitting back and everything. But they can just pick and choose the moments. And I don't think there's a better team in the league apart from Arsenal, really, than than picking people off on the counter attack. Liverpool are good at it as well. But Arsenal on the counter attack when they're in the lead generally get the job done, do you know what I mean? Because they've got so much pace in attack with Martinelli and Saka. And I just fancy Arsenal with those players rested, reaction from the midweek, Newcastle probably like just not getting above the station, but very excited, adrenaline pumping from the game. I just think Arsenal just just slightly humble them in the end. And he looked angry after the game Arteta did. After exactly. the West Ham after exactly. West Ham Arteta's, Arteta's a winner, isn't he? You can yeah. see it all over him. I, I yeah, feel... Yeah. I think he was disappointed that he gave some players a chance and they didn't take that chance. Yeah. I think that's what disappointed him the most because uh, there's going to be a lot of games and you know we're going to need a, we're going to need to use the whole of the squad. Yeah. And he probably looked at it and thought, mm, "There's a oh, few of you that. guys that I can't really use, you know, or can't rely on." So that's yeah. it. Reese yeah. Nelson, I felt like he was a name out of the blue yesterday. Rob, is he just coming from the cold or has he been getting games? I've not noticed no, him, and I've been watching no, Arsenal quite a lot. He's not really played this year. Uh, the League Cup he played against Brentford in the previous round and he scored the winner. Uh, and He's then been he getting on the bench night. in the Premier League. Yeah, he, get, he gets yeah. on the bench, yeah. Well, Smith Rowe's injured now, so you're probably going to see him on the bench a lot more now. So, uh, yeah, he's injured. He said that Arteta said he's out for a number. He didn't say a few weeks. He said a number of weeks with a with a knee injury. So he's another one at, at the moment. He just can't get his, his, his Arsenal career. has just come to a bit of a bit of a stop at the moment because he's picking up so many injuries. He played against Sheffield United at, at the weekend and he's picked up an injury straight away. So, mm. yeah, he's another one who's, who's struggling to get his Arsenal career back up and running. Yeah. Um, my reasons for an Arsenal win are I just, I've said to you before, I think Arsenal are my second favourite team to watch for entertainment purposes. I just love the spine of Arsenal. Obviously, you're missing Jesus, who I'm a big fan of, but obviously Declan Rice in the middle, Gabriel and Saliba, the centre-backs, they, they're kind of two title-winning centre-backs, if ever I've seen some. So I just think they're legit. I'm, I'm always one for like patterns um, and I cannot see Arsenal losing two games in a row, not this Arsenal squad anyway. So largely based on the fact that they lost last night, I can't see them losing on Saturday. Um, and obviously, I think they're going to rival Man City for the league all the way. So... And let's not forget they're they're win the league. The league. they've not lost in the league. So, yeah. like you said, it, it, it's all the, the pressure is going to be on Newcastle as the home team to take it to Arsenal. And I think Arsenal will go in, not go in with the mentality, but the fans will certainly accept a point and a good performance, come away from there, still unbeaten, and then and then they'll just go again. It's like you said there, Trav, we've not lost in the league, but I'm just waiting for when we do because the reaction will just be, the overreaction it's just will be, yeah, will just be crazy. And we are going to lose a game in the league. You know, yeah. we're not going to go, we're not going to go invincible times Invincible. Too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we are going to lose a game and it's, it's, it's about how, 
how you react as a team. And I, and I yeah. feel as well, it's how you react as a fan base. You know, you've got to, you've got to stay calm and realise that games of football will be lost in the course of a season, unless your name's Man City. Yeah. Or, 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 or the 2002-2003 Arsenal team. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, Man City have lost two already, so that, that's how, that's safely yeah. put that's the it. Invincibles but, back yep, in the pedestal no, for at no, least not one yet. more year. Spurs, Spurs haven't lost oh, yet, so they might, right. they might do it this year. They might go don't, don't make. Unbeaten. They should have lost against us if it wasn't for the corruption and the hard paid off. Don't get him started, man. Don't get started. <laughs> right, nice one, lads. Um, I am free Saturday night. I don't know if you guys are. Uh, I don't know if you are, Rob, but I am actually free all night. My family are out for the night, so I could be on for a live match reaction. It could be a good one if it goes the way that I predicted. Half five, do you kick off, Rob? Half five. Yeah, half five. Yeah, half five. Yeah, yeah. cool. So yeah, under the lights, St James's Park. Saturday evening. (laughs) Trippier whipping balls in (laughs) Danburn. The two army fans will be right up for that, won't they? (laughs) Yep. Right, nice (laughs) one, lads. Um, If anyone's made it this far, don't forget to like and subscribe for more content. Me, Trav, and Rob will join you on the next videos. Nice one. Cheers, lads. Cheers, boys. Thank you. Pajero! You beauty! What a headshot!